Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, February 28th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner is facing a collapse of political support, and Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey is trying to remove her from office. This has reached a critical point where the rule of law is being undermined and the criminal justice system is being undermined, and it's time to hold her accountable for her failure to do her job. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on the high stakes over Gardner's future. And there are some key developments in the controversy surrounding St. Louis's top prosecutor. In Jefferson City, a Senate committee is considering a bill widely regarded to be targeting Kim Gardner. It would give Governor Mike Parson authority to appoint a special prosecutor to address violent crime in cities like St. Louis. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. Under the legislation, jurisdictions that exceed a rate of 35 homicide cases per 100,000 people could see the appointment of a special prosecutor for a period of up to five years. Currently, only St. Louis meets that threshold. Senator Carla May asked why the legislature wanted to overrule the voice of the people who voted Gardner in. Why are we saying that crime is the responsibility of the prosecutor wholly and not the police department, not the state legislature, not all of us holistically? The hearing occurred as Gardner faces efforts from Attorney General Andrew Bailey to remove her from office. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. And further to Sarah's report, Gardner is being given 14 days to respond to the Missouri Attorney General's legal filing. A judge made that decision yesterday. The legal action by Andrew Bailey accuses Gardner of failing to prosecute pending cases, failing to properly inform victims of key steps in criminal cases, and failing to charge new cases referred to the office by the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. Gardner has told reporters her office does not control every part of the justice system and is rejecting calls to step down. In other news, many state employees in Missouri will soon see larger paychecks. Governor Mike Parson has signed a bill giving the workers a nearly 9 percent raise. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports. The increases also include an extra $2 an hour for some state employees who work late night or overnight shifts. Governor Mike Parson says the raises are meaningful for state employees, who he adds have had increasing responsibilities. It's a partnership with them trying to say, look, we're going to reward you for hard work. We're going to compete with the outside. And uh, we're not trying to get ahead of anybody here. We're just trying to be on the same plateau as the private sector. Parson says it's important for Missouri to keep pace with the private sector so that there's less turnover among state workers. He says state employees will see the increases reflected in their paychecks by the end of March. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. The chief of a Metro East Police Department says an officer who was shot over the weekend should make a full recovery. The Belleville News Democrat reports DuPo Police Chief Dennis Plew says that recovery will be over a, quote, long, long period of time. The officer's name is not being released. Authorities say he's a 12-year law enforcement veteran. He's listed as critical but stable after undergoing at least one surgery. A 46-year-old man was shot and killed by the suspect who took his own life after a standoff with police in St. Clair County. Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul is suing the Food and Drug Administration over restrictions on an abortion drug. Alex Dagman reports. Raul joins 11 other attorneys general in accusing the FDA of exceeding its authority in restricting mifepristone. 
That's one of two drugs the agency has approved for use in medication abortions. The lawsuit contends that someone seeking mifepristone has to go through a certification process and sign an agreement stating they're taking it to end a pregnancy. That stays in their records. Raul says that could expose them to harassment and legal liability, particularly in states with strict abortion laws, even though medical records are confidential. Raul also claims the FDA's continued restrictions violate the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause. He wants the court to declare them illegal. I'm Alex Dagman. A new tick-borne disease is killing cattle in the U.S. Tylaria is carried by the Asian longhorned tick. That's an invasive species. Teresa Steckler is a beef industry expert with the University of Illinois Extension. She says the disease could have devastating effects on cattle herds, and that could lead to a decrease in beef supply. If this were to really take hold and spread like wildfire, we would see increased prices. Steckler says tick prevention is the best way to slow the spread of the disease. There is currently no approved treatment for Tylaria in the U.S. Some political support for St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner has collapsed. That's after a man who repeatedly violated house arrest seriously injured a teen athlete. Gardner is also facing an effort from Missouri's Attorney General to remove her from office. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum examines why the push to oust Gardner could have larger implications. Just two weeks ago inside a St. Louis courthouse, Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner walked up to an array of microphones like a conquering hero. A judge just decided that Lamar Johnson did not commit murder in 1994, providing vindication and nationwide attention for Gardner's push to overturn his conviction. And I would love for Mr. Lamar Johnson to spend time with his family and to live life. So thank you. But a little over a week later in the same building, any glory for Gardner faded dramatically. The Democrat was facing the biggest crisis of her political career after a man on house arrest seriously injured 17-year-old Janae Edmondson. Can you answer that? We asking the question for. We heard the supporter, and we're going to stand behind her 100%. At a chaotic press conference where some of her supporters shouted down reporters' questions, Gardner struck a defiant tone. She brushed aside bipartisan calls for her resignation and Attorney General Andrew Bailey's efforts to remove her from office. There are numerous individuals that have an agenda to make sure that my office does not succeed. That is not an excuse, but at the same time, we know we do not control every part of the system, but what we can control is we're gonna fight very hard for justice in spite of the vitriol, the hate, the racist attacks. For years, Republicans and Democrats sharply criticized Gardner's management of the circuit attorney's office, pointing to a backlog of cases, inability to follow the Sunshine Law, and chronic understaffing. But the Edmondson case appeared to be the tipping point for Bailey to try and oust Gardner from her post. This has reached a critical point where the rule of law is being undermined and the criminal justice system is being undermined, and it's time to hold her accountable for her failure to do her job. If Gardner resigns or Bailey's efforts to remove her are successful, it may slow the momentum of legislation allowing the governor to appoint a special prosecutor to handle violent crimes. That's a bill specifically targeting Gardner that key Republicans like House Speaker Dean Plocker strongly support. The buck has to stop somewhere. 
and the prosecutions have to occur in St. Louis. People have to know that crimes are going to be prosecuted and people are going to be held accountable for their actions. Gardner's fate is also shaking up St. Louis politics. Candidates for the spring board of aldermen elections are split on whether Gardner should stay or go. And Gardner's traditional allies like St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones are questioning her leadership, going so far to say that she should do, quote, soul searching on staying in her job. Accountability is when something goes wrong, you take accountability forward. You say, this is my mess up and how can we uh, work together to fix it? St. Louis University law professor Brendan Rodiger says the effort to oust Gardner could have huge implications for all Missouri prosecutors. And Rodiger adds the impact may not just be on people like Gardner who link themselves to more progressive politics. For all prosecutors, most of whom do not consider themselves progressive, every year they mess up a case. Every year, somebody gets released and something goes wrong. These things that have happened here, they happen everywhere. And I would be very surprised if the prosecuting attorneys generally want courts to be in the business of second-guessing their exercise of discretion. Given that Bailey's office will have to prove Gardner willfully neglected her duties, Washington University law professor Peter Joy says ousting Gardner could set a worrisome precedent for elected officials. But he noted that a successful effort from Bailey may not end Gardner's time in elected life. Even if this this petition were granted, uh, there would be nothing that would prevent her from running for circuit attorney again in the future, and she could be elected again. Before Gardner can see whether St. Louis residents still back her in 2024, she'll need to convince appeals court judge John Torbitsky and most likely the Missouri Supreme Court, that she should remain in her post for the next 22 months. The answer to that question could profoundly change city and state politics and set legal precedent for years to come. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.